Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Welcome to Love by the King and Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I'm Reagan Kramer, and this is Shug Burry. Hi, Shug. Hey, thanks for having me on. We're doing a super fun collaboration today. You're going to be able to watch this show on the Salem Network with Him for Her Radio, as well as um, any podcast platform and YouTube on Him for Her Radio, as well as Love by the King. So, Shug... Gosh, this is so fun. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. It's a two-for-one deal. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Glad you came on. Here for her radio, Women's Hot Topics, and Loved by the King. Together. Awesome. One. This is so fun. We have one goal. What is it? It is to tell people... The power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there's power in the name of Jesus. And we got some good stories today. Like my favorite topic. (laughs) She's a fireball. So, Shug, thanks for being here. We've worked together for many years. Yes. And now it's just fun to be together. I know. It's wonderful. I love you like a daughter. How are you doing? Or like a sister. That makes me really old if I love you like a daughter. (laughs) Sister. We're going to say sister. Sisters. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm awesome. Amazing. My husband and I have decided to sell everything and go on the road and expand him for her ministries. Uh, and we just can't wait to see what God's going to do. Wow. Yeah, to watch your furniture go out the door. What does this mean, go on the road? That's scary. We uh, bought an RV, and we're going to live in it full-time. Oh, my gosh, what are we thinking of? Full-time uh, for a year to two is wow. what I've been told by my husband. He keeps expanding it. I'm thinking two is tops. But we are hoping to go into different cities throughout the United States and um, talk about the need to walk alongside women inside and out of prison mm-hmm. and how we can do that as communities, churches, and corporations. Wow, that's powerful. And I'm interviewing people on the road for radio. That's Stay tuned, that's going to be fun. Okay, that's exciting. Now tell me about Love by the King. <laughs> well, Love by the King, it's a podcast, and we've been, just been going it like six weeks, awesome. so it's been really fun. We're excited. We have some amazing guests on there. We're going to have four seasons, um, created, rooted, armored, how we can be armored in the spirit for battle and the spiritual realm, and loved. So... God's doing amazing things already, and we've had some good feedback, and um, there is power in the name of Jesus, so we're excited to talk about that today. Yeah. And you are the person that we need Listen to talk up, to people. about this. Listen up. You know, I, I texted Reagan, and I said, do I need to hold back on some of my stories? I don't want to freak our listeners out. I said, no. No, let me, let me hear it again. Absolutely not. Okay, there back. we go. All right, just making sure. Hang on, people. You're going to hear stuff you haven't heard before. And not only that, you should probably have your kids tune in after a certain age, but I think it's really important that our children know yeah. that there's power where? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. So listen up. Yes. Okay, tell us a little bit about your family. Okay, so I've got two fabulous children, uh, Shelly Burry. She lives in Colorado. And Ben Burry, he lives in L.A. That's another reason why we're going to be traveling, because neither one of them live here. And I have a fabulous husband, Blair. We've been together almost 40 years. Married almost 40 years. Been together 46 years. We love Blair. He's a patient guy. Oh, my gosh. He completes me. (laughs) He's everything I'm not. (laughs) He completes me. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
You missed a word, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> and so we love Reagan and George and Henry. Uh, Henry I've kind of adopted, which is Reagan's kids, as my own uh, grandchild because I don't have any yet. Yet. But uh, we're just loving on them. And so, you know what's really cool, friends, is that when you have a sister in Christ and you're both doing the same work, which is what? Glorifying God. Getting the word out and speaking the truth. And that's what I love about Reagan. She's got such a passion. She gets it. She's got a heart for, and that's why she named her podcast, Love by the King. She's got such a heart for Jesus, and I know that's your goal. So do me a favor. After you listen to our show on Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics, then I want you to dial over to the podcast, and I want you to listen to Loved by the King. You will be amazed of all the great topics that they're covering. Wow, and guess what? I learned everything I know from YouTube. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can only go so far on that one. <laughs> but we did, we did a, quite a few radio shows together, mm-hmm. and, and I learned a ton from you, so I'm very thankful, um, and you are one of my mentors and one of my dear, dear friends, and you're like family. Yeah. And so I just love you, and it's fun that God is doing this through you and us, and now we can work together. Yeah, and we're not done. We're just, you know, thank no, God they, they're for digital started. media. Yeah, we're just going to keep, as started. we travel, I'll pull you in, and it's going to be exciting. All glory to God. There's going to be another one uh, that Reagan and I are going to be doing in the near future on infertility. So, friends, if you have some struggles in that area, make sure you listen mm-hmm. up. We have covered a bunch of topics together mm-hmm. uh, in the past, really fun ones as well, like how to keep your marriage hot. I know that sounds kind of odd on, on but it was really, I was embarrassed, and Reagan was laughing her head off. When sugar turns red, you know we, yeah. we're getting deep. Yeah, so yeah. we have a whole bunch. Tell us a little bit about some of the topics um, in those categories that have been some of your favorites so far. For your Women's show. Hot Talks, or Love mm-hmm. by the King. Uh, definitely, we talked about sin with Oppressor Brian Suter and just dug deep into like what that actually means and how, in Jesus Christ, we can overcome it. We talked about how there's no condemnation through Jesus Christ, now that we're believers, and we had... Uh, Cece on and she talked about how um, women in human trafficking can be healed and that was a beautiful show and then one of my favorites that we just had was with Bev Canaris and she talks about the abuse she had in her life and how she overcame that and God restored that you know by his power and because she is a child of God so no matter who our parents are or where we're from we can be children of God through Jesus so mm-hmm. they're all really powerful and people are digging deep into their stories and that was my desire for love by the king and maybe even to the point where people may be getting a little uncomfortable but that helps us you know no, why would they feel uncomfortable because some of those topics are hard to listen to mm-hmm. sometimes but then it's like we have to like open that wound so we can be healed yeah. through him. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. Amen. But now I want to interview you. Okay. Okay. We're it's just going to be hard for me. To we're just going to interview each other work. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go back and forth. But uh, so Shook, okay. You've got a million stories. I first met you uh, actually golfing. Someone invited us to go golfing and we're just like, I'm like, I have no idea who you are, but you're a fireball and you're talking about prison. And I'm like, how is this like housewife from Jan Hessen in prison, and I was like, wow. And I remember asking for your phone number um, just in case because I was captivated with your stories. And then I ended up seeing you at BSF for a little bit, Bible Study Fellowship, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And then really when we connected was MOPS, Mothers of Preschool uh, Children, and you were speaking, and you came in. You just got back from Africa, and you had your little African dress on, and you were so cute, but you were just like up there preaching the gospel, you know? And all these moms are just like wide-eyed staring at you, and I'm like, Lord, that is what I want to do. And I went up to you afterwards, and I said, you know, I'm Reagan. I golfed with you once, and, you know, I've seen you at BSF, and you're like, yep. And 
I said, I got back from Haiti a couple months ago and I prayed over a woman, a young woman who I didn't know was dedicated to Satan as a child. And I told you like how powerful that was. And at the time, I didn't know why I was praying over her, but, but someone asked me to. But I still felt like I had some oppression and things over me. And you were like, okay, we got to pray that off. And you taught me some things about praying in the name of Jesus at that time. And then from there, you asked me a question. Do you remember the question that you asked me? You know, I'm old. You looked at me and <laughs> you, you go, and you were like, what, what, what do you do? You know, and I was like, well, I'm a children's leader at BSF and I'm a mom. And, and you're like, you might think you're a teacher, but I think you're an evangelist. Mm, mm-hmm. I do remember saying that. Thanks for dusting the cobwebs off. But I was like, evangelist. I was like, those are those people on TV. Yeah, those know? are those crazies. Yeah. And so thank you because you pulled out one of my spiritual gifts that I didn't know about, but what is an evangelist? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, some people have a bad taste in their mouth for the word evangelist, but it's actually from scripture. And you can find it several places in scripture as they talk about it in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 as well. And they speak to the fact here, I'm just going to break it down for you if I can, that we each, when we say yes to Jesus, get spiritual gifts, normally just one, but it's up to us to discover what that spiritual gift is. So when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit equips us with this gift for two reasons. One is to glorify God with it, Mm -hmm. and the second is to edify or help other people. And so I used to think my spiritual gift, because I have said yes to Jesus, I used to think my spiritual gift was uh, leading. Uh, I've always been in leadership roles. I've always had that position. I've always felt that the need uh, for organization and leading. But then God showed me that I had the spiritual gift of teaching. So as I would teach God's word, um, you know, I, I couldn't wait to tell people about it. But it wasn't until I started to preach the gospel in a powerful way and I could feel the Holy Spirit flow through me supernaturally, that people started coming to faith. They'd raise their hands. They'd say yes to Jesus. And I'm like, what's going on? And I realized that leadership and teaching were my supporting gifts, but evangelism is such a gift where when you share the gospel with people in a way it creates, it breaks down, I'm going to rephrase that. It kind of breaks down the enemy where people are able to hear it in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. That is who an evangelist is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you guys are that type of person, like, I can't wait to see who sits next to me on the airplane, mm-hmm. that's me. <laughs> you know, like, who can I share this with? And, you know, the more people, uh, the better. I have spoken in prisons with 10,000 inmates in front of me, and I get jazzed up. I get super excited. But one-on-one. I'm a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't. You always And so God really has uh, blessed me. Um, and, you know, what you guys don't realize is oftentimes your natural gifts merge in well with your spiritual gifts because God's made you perfect just the way you are. And he's made your personality just the way it is. So that when you say yes to Jesus, he then enters that spiritual gift into your life. Now, there's a lot of people I know, such as Bev Canaris that you've had on your show. She's kind of an introvert. She's a very quiet person. But I tell you, when that woman gets to the pulpit, oh, watch out. And she's a teacher. She's a great teacher. Yeah. She's like Moses. I mean, she's like a mini Moses up there. It's amazing what she does. And so um, everybody has a spiritual gift. So if you've said yes to Jesus, I'm just going to hang this out there for a minute. If you've accepted him in your life, it's our calling to discover who and what your spiritual gifts are in your life. Yeah. hmm Thank you for and then sharpen them. and sharpen and yeah sharpen each other yeah, yeah absolutely 
So you do prison ministry, mm-hmm. first and foremost. You're an evangelist, you're a teacher, I've heard you do all those things. But what did God do in your life the day you knew that you were being called to prison ministry? Well, he shocked the pants off me, let me put it that way. I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to date myself. Often my husband will say, Zsa Gabor is in the prison. I'm like the least likely person you would think, you know, would want to go into the worst prisons of the world. And um, so this is what happened. You asked me about the beginning. How did I know? I didn't know, Reagan. In fact, I didn't even see this on the radar. I never suspected for my life I'd be going into prisons. But what I was doing, I was in leadership at the time at a, at a church, and I was asked to go in in a leadership position to see how we can fine-tune our team. And they said, go in and, and preach the gospel, because I did enjoy teaching. Before I went into prison, I was so nervous. Now, I don't usually get nervous. I'm not a nervous type of a person, but I was so nervous. And I'm talking to God on the way to Kinko's, the copy store, because I was going to make copies of my outline to hand out to the inmates. And I'm like, God, what am I doing here? Why am I going into prison? I felt like the Israelites complaining about the manna, right? Why am I going there? What do you have me doing there? This is not a good fit. How did I get into this situation? Now, you couldn't get a word in edgewise with my complaining. And all of a sudden, there was like a hand, no kidding, a large hand that came through my car and pointed at me and said, I have created you for a time such as this. And I pulled over to the side of the road and I was shaking. Did you like see the hand? I I felt a hand, like like an authoritative, basically be quiet and stop grumbling. I've I've created you for a time such as this. And and I pulled over and my life literally flashed before my eyes, like people say when they're dying. And I've seen my rebellious teen years, my drug use, hopefully mom and dad aren't listening, and, um, you know, some of my rebellious uh, things that I had gone through, as well as we brought a couple children in from foster care, et cetera, and just how we saw God working in our lives, all of the years I've had of theology and what I've seen God do. And I was still nervous when I walked into prison. But this time I walked in with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And Reagan, what was so cool in that moment is that I had to speak for an hour to the women. And I could see literally my notes flipping in my head yeah. the whole time. And it's been like that ever since. Wow. And I haven't left since. That was over 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It, that was a women's prison. That was a women's prison. And since then, you started teaching in the women's prison, preaching. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of things evolved from that. But eventually then God called you out of the country. He did. Into prisons. Mm-hmm. In Africa. I have preached in prisons throughout Africa, Rwanda, Kenya. Uh, we've done leadership summits for, um, you know, the, the chaplains and uh, the authorities there in the prison system, the government in Kenya for the whole entire country of Kenya. And that was an amazing work. Um, but then I also have gone into each of those prisons and shared the gospel and that really some of the worst, darkest corners of the world you could imagine. So how did how does a woman from Chanhassen, a housewife, Get the call from God. Go in the prisons. You're in a local pr- women's prison here mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then how how do you get called to Africa? That's a whole nother level. It is. That's death row inmates. That's men. It is. And there's a wonderful man named Sammy Wynoni, mm-hmm. and he's with Shine Ministries. And he had asked if I would come and do prison ministry with them. Then I was invited by another group um, to come into Africa, a separate group, and uh, work with them as well. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of where the the uh, prison ministry in other countries came in. Then some uh, African 
individuals had asked if I would come alongside them and do this leadership summit for the whole country of Kenya. Yeah, I, rem I remember that. Yeah, you were on the prayer team then. Then you started, it's like, wait, leadership for the whole country. Yeah. That was a miracle. Super intimidating. wanted yeah. you to do that. Mm -hmm. And then things operate differently in Africa, and you're like, I need a team praying because... There's a lot yes. that's got to go down, and yeah. you brought these women together, and I want people to hear this too, because when God calls us to something like as big as he was calling you to, we can't do it on our own, and we need a team, and you were just, you're like, hey, I'm just going to email these women and whoever shows up, and a lot of us showed up, and yeah. we were just like, I remember being on our knees at your house and thinking, only God is going to pull this together, yeah. because there were so many needs, and it didn't impossible. make sense. It was mm -hmm. impossible. And right before our eyes, we got to see this all unfold. Up until the week before you were supposed to leave. Even walking into Africa, he was still answering those prayer requests. He was. Mm -hmm. And he was so glorified. Yeah. So, it was so cool, my friends, just to remind you. We had prayer requests like this long. Mm -hmm. And then as the prayer team continued to meet together, that list shrunk a little and our answered prayer list grew larger and larger. So cool. Watching to see what yeah. God had done to put this together. Yeah. And it's scary. I don't want you to think that it's not scary. It is scary, but um, you know, it 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 takes courage to move forward, and that's what we continue to do. And I have to tell you, Reagan, as well. There was such a peace that I had knowing all of you were praying and all of you were walking alongside me. It wasn't like I was doing this by myself. Amen. And we felt that too. I love you. And we knew when we needed to pray when you were gone. <laughs> I know. And the Holy Spirit. I like, almost got through in prison once. Yeah. 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 There were some intense things that happened. So give us some examples. We're talking about praying in the name of Jesus and the power. And that verse, John 14, Jesus says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Mm -hmm. What have you seen? Let's just start at the local level. Like what have you seen in the women's prison? So the local level would be more even my own personal self. Yeah. Um, you know, my uh, when all, all the years that I went to BSF and studied God's scripture and I really wanted to make an impact in people's life and I had such a love for Jesus. And um, I just kept praying uh, Isaiah 6, 8. Here am I, Lord. Send me. And it just was a powerful, powerful verse for me. And so I continued to pray it. And he opened up more and more doors. And never did I ever imagine, like I had said before, it would be prison. So on a local level, I went into Shakopee Prison, as I had mentioned before. Um, not expecting to be staying there, but instead falling in love with these women and knowing I felt right at home, you guys. You know, like I preached in churches before. I feel very awkward. I walk into the worst prisons and I'm right at home. So what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> you always say we're one decision away. Yeah, we are. From one bad decision. One bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From prison. So you're in the local level. I know there is a story about um, the Holy Spirit and it sounded like a train. Oh, yes. And going through that prison and yeah. you're praying mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. You're yeah. doing, you know. So what had happened in that story? Actually, I'm going to back it up a little bit. I love to speak at teen challenges, mm -hmm. adult and teen challenges. They're all over the country and internationally as well. And I was speaking at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge down south. And right before I started preaching, uh, which is a rehab center for people, right before I started preaching, the chaplain comes in and he goes, Shug, there's going to be a day that we don't even say anything, that people are just going to worship. Like the Holy Spirit would be so powerful in that room, we'll just worship. And I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be amazing. I hope I get to see that someday. Three weeks later, I am in Shakopee Prison. There's maybe a little over 150 women in there at the time. And I'm starting to talk about a healing I saw. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you guys, when I say that, I drag it out for a minute because you're like, I want to make sure you get it. There is power, such power just in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I'm sharing this with the women in uh, prison. And no kidding, out of the blue, sounds like a train. It went from right to left, came into this huge gymnasium and literally knocked the women over on their chairs. And I had to hang on. And they started speaking in tongues, not all of them, but a few. And they couldn't believe it. Their eyes were wide open. And you could hear this train go through the gym and out the doors. And everybody's tipped over. We're all looking at each other. Everything is dead silent. Dead silent. And I said, and that's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And so next time we come back, which was going to be in two weeks, let's talk about what we felt, what we heard, what we saw. And what did the enemy do? There was a lockdown. There was a disturbance in prison for a month. So nobody came wow. back to talk about what had happened. Talk about spiritual warfare. Yeah, right amazing. But think Blowing about, your mind stuff. Yeah, blowing your mind and what they saw and what they had for that month, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. just this process that just to think process. about what they saw. But you know what oh. we do as people, Reagan, and I know you've heard this too. We start to rationalize. What could it have been? Do you think maybe it was this? Maybe we heard this. Maybe we felt this. And that's where our human sinful side comes in. We start to make excuses for what really was God. The power of God. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing story. Well, you've seen some pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, I've been in prison with you quite a bit. You've invited me in, and I would sub for you teaching sometimes. And there there was a time... I walked in and I just felt such oppression and you weren't there. And I was like, I like it when she's here better because I don't know. We're just, we just feel like more of a team, but you were preaching for me, for you. Mm -hmm. But I felt that there was something going on and that there was some demonic activity over in in the room somewhere. And, and I just remember walking to the back of the room and during worship and I was behind the side of the room that I felt it was coming from. And I just had my hands up and I was praying and I just, I literally, God gave me a vision of all of these, like, cackling, like, stuff going on above these heads in this demonic activity. And I was just, like, praying in the name of Jesus, and I had my hands up. And and when I walked up to give my first, to, to pray, to open up the talk, I opened up my eyes, and I literally just, like, saw clear air. And I saw there there was somebody that was, like, looking at me strangely before and at the time when I opened my eyes, she was like totally peaceful and calm and like free. I mean, and, and yeah. it's just the power. It's like, Lord, I can't do this, but through you and your Holy Spirit, you're going to give me the strength to do this. And that prayer just was like even freeing for the room. And mm-hmm. so I have, I have seen that because you walk into some of those places and you, you, I'm sensitive to the spirit, but you do feel that, that evil power sometimes, but Jesus' name overcomes that because he is the king of kings. He does. I think that's what we forget. You know, I've had people step down from leadership in prison um, as well because they're, when they preach, I mean, it is a spiritual warfare. You're on the front lines, my friends, and they don't like that oppression they feel. They don't like the fact that... It's not they, fun. And it's hard to identify what it is at first, but it's just a feeling like this is the last place I want to be. But every single time that happens... That's when people are saved. Amen. And so you need to march through that and, and know that yeah. there's power in the name of Jesus yeah. that overcomes any evil. Amen. 
Yeah. And so. we've even felt that on the radio. Like we've mm-hmm. done shows together and we're yeah. like, something's going on. We're driving. We oh, both yeah. feel sick. We both have a headache. We're like, some, you know, and we're, we just pray mm-hmm. and we're just praying in the name of Jesus. And, and that ends up being some of the most powerful shows. And we're praying in the car with each, we're not in the same car. No. We're praying. We're talking on, yeah. on Bluetooth mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking to each other. So you don't have to be in the same room when you're praying, but you have to be in unity in the prayer. Unity in Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for, for that story and about the person that's so powerful. It is. So then you're continuing to follow God's call and be obedient. And you get to, I, I just, the death row inmates and, and their stories and what you've seen there, I think people just, they're, they just think it's so fascinating. And it's fascinating because, you know, here you are. What do they call you? A, Mazungo. Mazungo. Mm-hmm. And you're a woman, mm-hmm. and you walk into literally one of the darkest corners of the earth. Yeah, it's, it's considered right, rich white woman, a mazungo. Okay, which they think if you're white, you're related to Donald Trump or something, and you have his riches. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> which isn't the case, but that's what that word means. Yeah. Yeah. So you walk in, and it's like, how are you? Fi- how do you pray before you do something like that? You know, that's a good question. Um, the night before, now you come in, what, when, no matter what God calls you to, you don't have to be an evangelist, whatever he calls you to, you have to know that this is God's work. This is, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with God. You're just oh, available. And as long as I keep that focus on Christ and what he's doing, then I can hear him better. You know, otherwise I might, uh, yeah, I'll come prepared. Yes, I'll have my message prepared in my head and on, on paper. And I walk in the doors. But you got to know that when you walk in those doors and you start to do God's work, sometimes things change. And you got to trust what the Holy Spirit feeds you and tells you and gives you mm-hmm. at that moment. And so, yes, I just remember praying the night before my very first big prison event in Africa mm-hmm. and getting on my knees um, that night before and just saying, I don't know what this looks like. You do God. I don't know who's going to be there. You do God. But I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ that I can be used powerfully for you. (laughs) 